everyone, I'm Lily. And I'm Anna, and welcome back to At Home With Lily and Anna. A podcast where we catch up every week from our homes in London and Brighton. The podcast is split into two parts. First, we'll talk through our top five of the week. And then in part two, we answer your questions and discuss a particular topic gathered from the At Home With Facebook group. In today's episode, we're going to be talking all things home, moving, selling, buying, renovations, budgets. We've picked out some of your questions, but first, should we run through our top five? We should. How have you been, Lily? Lily, so we had a break. We had a little break last week and everyone thought it was because I was moving. Everyone was like, (laughs) oh, you're having a break. This makes so much sense. You're moving. I'm like, guys, no, that was the previous break. The previous break we had was fully my break because I was moving. Yeah, we've been doing secret episodes from your parents' house for a while now. (laughs) Basically, yes. I'm in my parents' bedroom right now. But last week's break was because Lily went on a little break. And I'm going to guess that's that's the peak of your week. Yeah, but wait, 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 wait. Rewind. (laughs) Because you've just like gone ahead here and you're just like going into the peak of the week. Steamrolling. Just need to say something. Yeah. Happy birthday (laughs) to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Anna. Happy birthday to you. It's your birthday today. By Thursday, it won't be your birthday. But today, when we're recording, it's your 31st birthday. Thank you. Such a like... (laughs) random number like once you get past 30 it's like mm. but happy birthday thank you it is my birthday today virgo babies unite woohoo yeah feel older no i kind of feel the same and actually just want to say i'm technically still 30 till half three this afternoon so i am holding on to that (laughs) half three that's quite a nice time to give birth yeah Yeah. apparently i was a really long labor and my sister was four hours yeah, second, first, second babies, I guess. Yeah, and also I was reading my mum's diaries from 1989 and 1992, which was when <laughs> I was born, when my sister was born. Jesus Christ, what contraceptive people, like what a <laughs> contraceptive. I'm like, how? Honestly, mum, how did you put up with me? She's like, Anna is miserable this morning. And then it was like, <laughs> Anna has bit Craig. Like I'd bit, I'd bit, I was buying people. I was pushing people over. I was like, I was horrible. Like actually horrible. It's the best contraception I've ever had. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Well, thanks for recording on your birthday, but hopefully you can have a nice afternoon off after this. Oh, I'm chilling. I'm chilling. But Lily, come on. Peak of the week. I need need to hear about your trip. It sounded, well, it looked glorious. Yeah, my peak of the week, you're right. It was, we had a couple of days away when we found out that our um, holiday was going to be cancelled. We were like, let's just book something in the UK. And we just got so lucky with the weather. It was like proper, proper amazing weather the whole time we were there. And we just loved it. We went back to somewhere that we've always loved going, but it was just so much nicer going and taking Grey and like sharing it with her. And we took her swimming, which we haven't really oh. been able to do much this year at all. And normally like that would have been something we really wanted to do. We went cycling, we saw loads of animals and like just a place where normally we don't really talk to other people. We actually like in the past, not really found the other people there that like, you know, we haven't really got on with people there. And it was like, we found ourselves chatting to so many people because of Grace. She'd like oh. go up and chat to people. And oh, we just found the whole experience very, very lovely. Oh, can I just say, I'm really here for Grey's slide content as well. <laughs> um, Like Grey on her slide, Lily keeps posting stuff on Instagram stories. <laughs> oh my God. Like yeah, that girl is badass. Slide. She throws herself <laughs> down. She is fearless and I love it. Our little garden is now just full with 
plastic stuff. <laughs> like it's literally happened. you have nowhere to store any of it. It's just taken <laughs> over. But yeah, what about you? What's been your peak of the fortnight? My peak of the fortnight is that we announced that we had moved. And so we've actually been at my parents now. This is entering our fifth week of living with my parents. We've, such a secret squirrel. Such a secret squirrel. Someone said, um, I wouldn't be surprised if you and Mark have a three-year-old that we don't know yeah. about. And that was like my favorite <laughs> comment. I just thought that so was true. so funny. Guys, um, imagine what it's like being me because I always know and I'm like, I can't, and I'm the opposite of you. I literally can't. I tell everyone everything. So I'm such an oversharer. I've always like, kills me. I do. I feel like this time round, it was obviously such a big Thing for us such a big change I just needed a bit of time just to yeah. process just a bit of time yeah. to process we sold our flat it has new owners um who were really really lovely people we were so happy to sell it to a lovely couple and um the new place fingers crossed that we're moving to isn't going to be ready for a while so in that interim we are hanging out at my parents in their spare room slash office so if you hear the printer going at <laughs> any time during this it's because my dad has decided that right this second he needs to print something out. <laughs> so that, that might happen. Your parents are the loveliest, Aww. kindest, chilled people ever. So, and they love Mark. Mark's very easy to live with. You're both easy to live with. It's a Aww. great, it's a great situation. It's it's working. People are like, oh, your parents, like, how is this, you know, living with parents? And I'm like, my parents are so chill. They wrote such a nice note in my birthday card this morning, actually. And they were like, it's going to be so sad without you here. Like, <laughs> I think, it, and it will be. We've really, we're just, we're our little family of four now. Like, this is... Is, this is it it feels like this is where we're gonna live forever it's not but it's a very very lovely comfortable stopgap are you like taking time. turns cooking dinner oh we love cooking dinner see my parents my mum is a baker and my dad does my dad does um slow cooking with steve <laughs> which happens only at the weekends occasionally um so actually me and mark cook quite a lot of the time my parents are a very receptive uh grateful audience Aww. which is really nice they're like, oh, I mean, even I just did some pasta with some borsan in the other day and they were like, this is delicious. They're very good. Pasta kind. with borsan? Oh my God, Lily, it was so good. That sounds like, it takes me back to my uni days where I used to make pasta with like Philadelphia. Yeah. And I ate it too much and... And it was just was like, it was Whoa. super quick you put some leeks in it it was bbc good food recipe put a bit of leeks put a bit of bacon in it was absolutely it was a delight it was wow. a delight it was carb goodness so yeah finally sharing with the world that we've moved has been very exciting because i yeah i feel like i've had this big kylie jenner-esque secret that i'm just like ah, i want to tell everyone and now i've told everyone it feels so much more real and everyone has been so kind loads of people are in the same boat um and yeah it's just been like really lovely to share i'm so excited for your moving renovation content can't wait <sighs> and also i can't on. wait for you to tell everyone about your three-year-old later <laughs> in the week <laughs> what's, Look, been your... start. <laughs> <laughs> what's been your watch like share repeat i have a an instagram style recommendation to share Ooh. um and it's underscore jessica sky so go called jessica Oh, um, I think I follow her. Yeah, I can't remember who recommended her. Someone recommended her a couple of months ago, followed her and was like, oh, love this style. Just love what she puts up. It's really nice. It's it's very like high street style um, and her styling is very neutral. Her home is glorious. Um, and then at the weekend, she posted some beige Zara leather trousers. I'm really tempted. I am really tempted. She tempts I, me a lot. I literally couldn't be more far removed from beige leather trousers in my life right now like those are two things 
I cannot beige. have in my wardrobe. Beige Le- all leather. Like, wow, you enjoy those beige leather trousers, Hannah. <laughs> exactly. They're, I'm like, That's this is amazing. my moment for them. This is my moment. Yeah, for I can see. I can trousers. see the Instagram ready. They'd suit you. Go Thank for you. It. Thank you. And um, but yeah, her style is really good. So if you want a good style recommendation, hundred percent recommend. She has a very cute dog as well. Um, and just very into her whole aesthetic. Um, yeah, very much like mm. my kind of style. What about you? Um, my watch, like, share, repeat is the Michelle Obama podcast. Oh, wait, it's on my to, to listen to yeah. list. I've only listened to one. I had a long drive and I needed a podcast to listen to. I've only listened to the first one, the first proper episode where she's talking with her husband, Brock, oh, who loves- is the smoothest, I mean... I can, I can call him sexy, right? He is sexy and they are ultimate couple goals. Oh, like his auto, his biography comes out um, in November, I think. Well, that's one where you want to do the audiobook because his oh, voice, yes. he's so smooth and so, and they're so lovely. Yeah. And I just was smiling the whole way through. Um, they're talking about like everything that's going on in the moment and it's really interesting. And just like, even if you don't find it interesting, just listen to their voices. It's just so calming and relaxing. It's like ASMR. Seriously. Their chemistry is off the charts as well. Off like, the charts. Yeah, love them both. Love yeah. them. If you guys want links for anything that we've mentioned, by the way, it's all going to be in the show notes. Um, What about your top of the box? I feel like you're going to pick something that I was going to talk about next week. So just Ooh, go Oh, okay. I have, this is the thing with living with my parents. There's a lot of TV time. This is something that like me and Mark didn't factor into our previous life in our flat. <laughs> um, but my parents, they love a bit of TV. They like an early dinner and then they like a bit of TV. And Mark is so shocked because they love police dramas. And that's <laughs> really not my mum's style. If you met my mum, you'd be like, there is no way that this woman loves watching police interceptors or call the ambulance or 24999 oh, I love those I mean. we watch those all the time yeah. as well it's my mum's guilty pleasure so he's like your mum these programs interesting he's learning a lot about them um but my dad was away last week and me my mum and Mark watched Des yeah oh so have was... you have you watched yeah. it Lily we were halfway through the final episode last night and I was like well I'll talk about that next week but yeah it's, oh, yeah go on it's so okay good. so it's a three-part um series based on the life of Des or Dennis Nilsson who was a serial killer in North London in the 70s and 80s or 60s and 70s sorry can't remember yeah off the top of my I think head. it was late 80s um maybe. and David Tennant plays him David Tennant what a talent oh my god unreal what a talent he he plays it so well just so Mm. so well and it's just about the investigation and the court case and kind of how it all went down and I actually had seen a documentary about uh Dennis Nilsson previously back when I lived with my parents before I moved out and moved to London and it scarred me so much because how he killed his victims is so utterly grim and distressing I would say if that kind of thing isn't your vibe like don't watch this because you will have nightmares and not sleep um and yeah it, it really I was like oh it's this guy oh god like yeah. this is my mom really like quite my parents really remember when it all happened it's so um, horrible <laughs> oh it's awful but yeah brilliant tv shows three three parts three parts and then there's also a narrated documentary by oh. um and David Tennant is narrating it um so we did oh. we did a solid four days of uh Des last week so I need I'm over the moon you know what starts tomorrow Lily Crystal Maze. That's always our go-to. Great British Bake Off. Oh wow! I didn't know that started tomorrow. It starts tomorrow, and I'm buzzing. I'm like, 
anyone like the birthday presents that people can get me are good but the fact that great british baker starts tomorrow my that's oh. ultimate there you go so that's w- it all the same presenters I'm, i've lost track a bit of who's presenting what no sandy has left and it's now oh. matt lucas oh that'd be great i love matt, matt lucas, lucas and noel fielding will be brilliant together i'm sure so oh, bring it on what about you that's very exciting what so yeah i've also been box? loving des we've almost finished it um i fell asleep last night watching it <laughs> very tired at the moment um but we also watched the social dilemma mm. yeah I, w- I would wonder what your parents would think of it actually it might freak them out a bit um i worry i would never work again if i watched that if i'm just like right okay that's the end i'm retiring this is terrifying yeah, a little yeah. bit. I don't know. Part of me was like, I already knew. Anyway, wait, let me tell you what it's about. It's okay. like a kind of documentary drama. It's like a bit of both. Um, talking through like tech experts. So people have been high, high up at like Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. Um, and they're basically sounding the alarm on the dangerous human impact of social networking. Sounds lovely, right? Yeah. Um, I think a lot of it I already knew. Rich works in, in market research, so I know how like research and data is collected. I obviously work in social media. I'm not naive to all of this. Um, but seeing it visually, like there's there's one part where they're showing like almost inside social media, like showing these little men going, Oh, he hasn't opened his phone for a while. Let's send him a notification. And it's like it makes you think like, oh like the only thing I changed afterwards I turned off Siri on my phone. Oh, I was okay. like I don't use Siri, but I think it being on, I don't know, it freaks me out. I think yeah. they can hear me. <laughs> yeah. But apart from that, it's very interesting. Yeah, I think some people will be like, oh my God, I'm never letting my kids go on social media again, which I'm not sure I believe in that tactic, but it's definitely good to be more aware of like how these things work. And as long as you're aware and using it sensibly, I think it can be safe. Um, interesting. It is an interesting watch. Yeah. Other than that, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say we've been binging below deck oh my god i need to start this i need I mean, to start no, this i kind of feel a bit embarrassed recommending it like it's not <laughs> it's not good it's, it's awful but it's not even particularly like pc like i think oh i don't know i don't even know if i should be recommending it i wasn't when rich started i think i even took the piss out of him a few episodes back of like, <laughs> yeah, him watching it did, and now i'm did. in i would say anna just watch season four okay. season four is the best because there's like four English people on the crew and they make it really good. And it's really okay. like much more like English humor. It's just fascinating. I've learned a lot about boats that I didn't know. I just cannot believe these like insanely rich people exist where they could just be like, right, I want this. And you just have to get it for them. And wow. it's it's fascinating seeing how this like yacht industry works. Um, it's also quite cringe, but it's amazing. I'm not gonna lie, Lily, it sounds right up my street because I'm, yeah, I'm still on Real Housewives I'm now up to season four in case anyone is charting that journey or on that journey with <laughs> me um season four fascinating um yeah it's yeah you, you'd, you'd crap you you do need something crap if you're gonna watch something so heavy you need a just yeah low lower end binge watch yeah yeah I've said I'm proud that you're sitting in a lounge and watching tv it's oh like, it's it's so brilliant it feels... that was my favorite in your in your moving video when you were like this was our favorite room of the house I was like you never sat in the lounge, <laughs> never sat in the lounge. <laughs> no the kitchen is the favorite room the kitchen was the favorite room the living room was actually like a bit of a problem because the tv was too far away um <laughs> yeah. but uh, 
ultimately it's okay guys because i had an eye test this week and i've never been so complimented in my entire life it was wow unreal. really could you be a pilot it was they honestly they were like your vision has got better if anything i was i mean stop it it was the highlight of my week i should have put that as my peak of the week but lily go <laughs> oh, on I'm so jealous give me give me a show and tell if I close my right eye, I can't see anything at all, really. <laughs> Just to let you know, <laughs> it's not safe. <laughs> um, my show and tell this week, I haven't got it to show you, but if you follow oh, me on Instagram, rubbish. you would have seen. It's a lazy Susan. Oh. And I, st- I still don't know why they're called that. Like, poor Susans of the world. You're yeah, not all lazy. You're not lazy. Promise. Um, lazy Susan, if you don't know, is is a round tray that spins. <laughs> yes. There you go. That's quite a good description. Yes, that is. Great for your fridge, great for your larder, even good for your cupboard if you've got pens and coloring pencils. It just means that you can like get to everything easily. Yes, I have been watching the home edit on Netflix. No, I actually don't love it, but yeah. it still made me like want to organize. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I got I got one for the larder for my oils and I love it. Lily, you have been on organization just like you're so active. You're just very active at the moment. You like painted your shed. And then you oiled oh, yes. your deck. Deck. I mean, I'm very yeah. impressed. I said to Anna, like, this is vlogging, like, it's the perfect stuff to vlog, but I wouldn't have been able to do anything, any of it, if I did vlog. So we just did it, shared it on Instagram. Um, yeah, we got a lot done. And yeah, I'm very happy with my lazy Susan. I now need to organize the cupboard. Okay. I need to do that. Um, what about you? What's your show and tell? Okay, I have it with me. I don't know if you've Ooh. tried this. It's the, I was sent this. Full disclosure, um, and it's the Fenty Beauty Brow NVP, and it's a sculpting brow wax pencil and styler. Right? Is it going to be one of those like big angled one? No, I'm more of a little pencil. No, uh, uh, uh. Okay, one side, Ooh. one side is a toothbrush, basically. What? Like a little toothbrush oh for your brows, <gasps> which is really nice. It's a lovely comb. Love it. Mine's really dirty. Don't look too. I love that. That's it. different. It's not a spoolie. Not a spoolie. Kind of easier to clean though than a spoolie, so I'm into that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't hold as much fluff as a spoolie as well. Here you go. Here's a little, <laughs> just in case you wanted. In an case you wanted brush. an eyebrow brush ASMR. ASMR. And then on the other side, it's just it's clear wax. Oh wow, that is great for our kind of brows. Yeah. So if you've got big brown bushy eyebrows that don't really need like much they don't need much filling out but they just need grooming i just take it once over my eyebrow and then turn it around and do the and instead of a gel i guess it's probably less crispy sometimes gels go yeah crispy. it's not crispy it's just perfectly groomed i absolutely adore it it's it, very clever you know every now and again you come across something and you're like this is one of the best things i've discovered this year mm. this is one of the best things i've discovered this year you Fenty know what now i've done one is... i'm going to do the other one Fenty's very good at not just doing something because everyone else is doing it, but actually thinking like, how can we make this better? Yeah, I'm I'm really, really impressed. So I will link this That's down really cool. in the show notes. I think Lily would really like this as well. My one yeah. tip would be just one swipe over each brow. If I go kind of back and forth, if you sort of go and like scribble it in your brows, then the wax breaks up and you can see it in your brows. So just one swipe over each brow is all you need. It's a bit like a home version of, what's that brow treatment? You once had it. Oh, like Are they the like- lift. They, yeah, they're no, like not brow lift. to your face. No, that's no. a brow, brow lift. Uh, is lamination. Uh, like lamin- lamination. Yes. Yeah, it is. I think you'd really like it. I, I really, really enjoy it. Um, cool. Come on, Lily. Give, give me some food. 100% yum. What should My be? 100% yum is uh, sourdough pizza, like homemade sourdough pizza bases. Oh, I saw um, you making these. Yeah. I don't have the recipe, but you actually have a video, don't you, of your sourdough 
a mm. recipe. So it's the same thing as if you were making bread, but then you just do it as bases. And we've just put a load in the freezer. Like we used those like round baking parchment paper things and just laid a few and put them in the freezer. And yeah, it's really yum. Oh. Really easy. So that, yeah. And really yum as well. Yeah. It's yeah exactly. Some would even say 100%, 100% yum. yum. There you go. What about you? What's yours? I have it here. They are empty. They are the Sweets in the City Strawberry and Lemon Lemonade Jewels. It's a little chewy sweet that is covered in fizzy kind of sugar. Um, and they're lemony and strawberry and tangy and they're utterly delicious and they are like vegetarian, vegan friendly, which I really like because I don't I'm not crazy about sweets with gelatin in. They're a little bit chewy for me. And also it's kind of gross. Um, so I really like these. I think you can get them in Waitrose. And my friend Sally was very, very sweet and made me an amazing birthday cake this weekend. And she covered the top with loads of different sweets. And these were one of them. And I was like, this is amazing. So thank you to Sally for introducing me to them amazing. and also making me an amazing birthday cake. I would like to try this. I still haven't got my hands on a orange 12. <gasps> Neither have I. Neither have really I. Want one. Really want one. Tesco's, right? Is that the only place you can I had, get them? I have no idea. That I and think the, so. um, the dairy milk orange chocolate buttons are a delight. Oh. D. Right. Should we light. Should we actually get on with the next part of the podcast? Let's do, <laughs> Let's do the next bit. Thank you so much for all of your questions this week. There was a load. Lily was like, I've taken all the ones I like and I put them in the dock and I went through, I was like, four pages. (laughs) Sorry, it was such a bad edit. There were so many questions. (laughs) She was like, okay, four, I've got four pages of questions. (laughs) So I've narrowed them down. (laughs) But there were so many good ones. And obviously like Lily has moved, has renovated her property, has also previously owned a flat. I've now previously owned a flat and we're hoping to buy a property and sort of do a similar thing to what Lily did. So, but also you renovated your first flat. So you've yes. also done a renovation before. True. Um, and yeah, loads of you are going through the same thing or, or similar things and just wanted to ask some questions. So we're going to answer them now. And the first section is kind of on moving and priorities. I think people were very interested into the thought process and the decision-making processes of the whole thing. But first, just to get started... Maggie asked Anna, do you know where the Christmas tree will go in your new house? Priorities. (laughs) Yeah. You know, priorities. I still don't know this answer in my own house, but do you know? Is that you don't have a spot for your, where you've had it before? It it doesn't really fit anywhere because we've got a a sofa by the window and I think a lot of people do it by the window. There's a sofa there and then there's not really room. Now there's toys, like where we put it last year, there's now toys because there weren't toys there. We don't really know, like. We just have to squish it somewhere. Middle so of the we room. haven't got one of those houses with like a perfect place for a tree. Oh, okay, that's that's interesting. At the flat, there was a perfect place for the tree in the window. Mm. It was a classic in the window. And when we rewired the property, it was actually a consideration of let's make sure that there's a socket to put the lights in nearby to that section, because um, that's where we wanted to put the Christmas tree. Yeah. Um. Obviously, when we say new house, I feel like I, I'm always putting it in air quotes. Lily can see the air quotes because it's not our house yet. Yeah. I mean, we hope that it'll be our house one day, but who knows? Um. In the that's a disclaimer for the whole disclaimer episode. for the whole episode. Yeah, because I feel like I'm jinxing it every time I talk yeah. about it, and it stresses me out and gives me heart palpitations. Um, so, I mean, hopefully if it is this house, I feel like there's a good spot in the window, similar spot kind of in the window. Well, like a downstairs window. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, mm. I think so. But I mean, that's the priority. That's what you've got to think about when you 
look around a house, you know, priority, where is your Christmas tree going to go? I know. And I said to Rich, like this year, we're going to have to put, have a tree with no decorations at the bottom half. Like oh, last yeah. year, we, we didn't have to think about that. Yeah. Oh, great. It's going to be like, Mm-mm. yeah, give, give me those, uh, the chocolate ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Eleanor asked, would love to hear about the house buying slash viewing process. How many did you look at? And what were the things you loved in houses? Did you look at fixer-uppers or houses that needed more done? Um, is this for both of us or just you? I feel like this is for both of us. <laughs> um, so Lily, when you bought your house now, how many did you look at? I mean, probably about 20. Really? Yeah. But I, we didn't really know what we wanted. Yeah, yeah, we looked at quite a lot. Yeah, I my like big piece of advice would be to look at anything and everything. I think to find the place that hopefully well, by this time we'd looked at about 25, I'd say. Um, I semi-agree with that. I think at the beginning, look at everything and anything. Yes. But then I think you get you do easily quite get overwhelmed and confused so I would say then decide right what is what do we like and then only look at properties that have that thing at some point you have to like filter it down yeah you almost start looking at everything and then you can narrow it down you almost need to do a little um like checklist a little debrief after you see each place so you can narrow it down and what were the things that you loved when you looked around these houses the area was important to this is then interesting enough in in the last three years priorities have changed quite a bit so interesting yeah like the tube was so important to me before like we're near a really good tube line and we're near a tube station I mean I haven't taken the tube for about a year and (laughs) just life is very different now so that is not as much of a priority and like playgrounds probably more priority now for me yeah um but yeah so we looked at the area like how close is the tube line how far is it from my family and parks what are the local primary schools like are there any local cafes um, now as a mum, I would say is really important. Like I walked everywhere when I had grey. So it is important to have that kind of local community and parks and things like that. Yeah. Um, the housewise, we wanted a period property with nice features, good ceiling height, definitely wanted a garden, preferably south facing garden. Yeah. Um, and we just wanted like room for growth in the house, whether yeah. that's an extension up or back or whatever. We wanted to add value. and. The main, main thing was just the vibe and the feel. Like, yeah. how do I feel when I'm in that house? Whether it was like, ours had like purple stripy wallpaper. I'm not talking about that. I'm just like yeah. the feel. Um, and we we wanted a renovation. We want, first of all, we could get it for a better price if the place was quite run down. Yeah. And we wanted to be able to add value to it in London. That's pretty important. Yeah. But we really needed a place that was structurally strong. So although yeah. it needed renovation, you know, the walls weren't falling down. That was us. Yeah. What about you? How many places did you look at? So have you looked at? We looked at a lot and, and kind of everything that you're saying, I'm like nodding. I'm like, yeah, I think we we had very similar priorities. Um, in the question of did we look at fixer-uppers or houses that were more done? Ultimately, we would have loved like a real, real nitty gritty renovation, like a chance to add real value. And what we've ended up with is probably more of a subtle renovation, like something that we can move into and then do over time which actually I think fits our lifestyle and like what we want to do and ultimately our job, which is creating content and, you know, taking photos kind of works better than the renovation that we'd done before. I think the renovation that we did in the flat was quite a 
hard reset almost. Yeah, depends what stage of your life you're at, I think. Yeah. It really depends. Yeah, so I think what we've ended up with is probably somewhere that's a bit in the middle of those two things, which feels like that works for us right now. But totally agree with you that something that does need work and the chance to add value is definitely something that feels important for us. Um, The location, same as you, I just wanted to be near something. I wanted to be near... A, a nice high street, a place with like coffee shops, not a million miles away from a train station. Obviously the ability to go up to London right now isn't like a massive concern currently today, but it might be in the future. So we wanted it to be very good with like transport links, that kind of thing. Again, close to my parents, close to like friends and family. Um, and the vibe of the house, period property, love a period property, original features, like a nice Victorian property. Um, and, and like you said, it is just that vibe. It's such mm. a, for some people it might not be, but for me, it, it is a real, you walk in and you, you know, like you, pre- mm. you know, pretty much straight away. And Mark and I, this time around actually had no other house that we felt this with, um, no like second viewings of anywhere else. It was like literally just here. We were like, okay, I've walked, I've walked in and I thought we have a really nice life here. I could picture our life here. Mm. And that's the best feeling. And it's it's really hard because it's not tangible advice, is it? It's either you feel it or you don't. And there's mm. a real vibe thing. So it's ticking off your priority list or the majority of your priority list. And also it's got a good vibe. That's ultimate yeah. for me. I think in terms of the fixer-upper or a house that's more done thing as well. Like for me, I, I find if, you, if you're getting a place and then the kitchen was done two years ago, but it's not really your style, but then you feel really bad like ripping out like a new kitchen. So yeah. I'd rather have just got somewhere that was like so run down and old that it, they, you had no choice but to redo it. Yeah. Whereas if, do you know what I mean? If you like it, that's fine. But I was like, if I get someone that's really not my style, then but it's really new and I feel bad changing it. That's quite an awkward in between, I find. Yeah, I think we're both the type of person that would always move in somewhere and be like, Oh, we want to start not start from scratch necessarily but over time I would we would yeah. want to do everything I think yeah. you're the same type of person as well you and Rich like the same kind of thing so yeah I would feel much nicer doing that to a kitchen that's like 15 years old rather than yeah. two years old yeah exactly 100% exactly. agree Kara Sang asked how would you rank when it comes to importance for the following when looking for a new place one proximity to cafes restaurants public transport two land size three floor power floor plan flow that's hard to say and four car space by oh. land size do, do you think she means like how big the property is or like how big your garden is i guess it's like plot size in total mm. so that's kind of a mixture of both slash like ability if you've got a bigger plot there's obviously more chance to extend or add outbuildings or do a garage or something like that so i guess that's kind mm. of the area as a total oh li- okay lily you go first you go first one floor plan. Oh, I think we really wanted. Oh, we we wanted. Well, there's a question later that we talk about priorities. But okay. like floor plan for me was quite important. Where I live, the houses are all really different, and they have different layouts downstairs. Two proximity to cafes, restaurants, public transport. Yeah. Again, this is like what our priorities were when we were buying. Yeah. Three land size. Four car space. I thought that three was car space, but Rich was like, no, because we looked at some smaller houses and we were like. This, there's no point because we're going to outgrow this too soon. So actually, yeah. yeah, I think he's right. Land size was maybe more important, but car space was also important just in terms of like having an easy road to, to park, park on. on. Um, yeah, I think that's that was ours. What about you? Okay, I would say priority is 
land size or just like size of the plot, size of the house, ability. I think it just can't be in London. It can't yeah. be. You can only afford what you can afford. Yeah. There is no like negotiation there. True. Yeah. I think for us, we were like, it has to be bigger than our flat. Um, yeah. The ability to extend or maybe it's been extended already, like space felt important. Then I would say proximity to cafes, restaurants, public transport, just proximity to a vibe, you know, just some kind of mm. atmosphere. We also really love living near the seaside. So it was like the ability to still be able to like get to the seafront easily, that kind of thing. Then I would say car space. Um, Previously living in flat, we didn't have a car parking space with that. And although the road was really easy to park on, which was nice, I dream of a day where I can go to the supermarket and I can come home and I can either park on a driveway or right outside my property and then just walk inside oh my god like the times that I had to like park a little bit down the road and go back and forth back and forth back and forth back and forth I'm like that to me is the dream and then Mm. I'd say floor plan flow was quite low because you can always you can move stuff around like if you wanted to you could move stuff around as long as there was the space you could you can kind of cut it up how you want it over time so I'd say I I really I'm a terrible parker I'm a terrible parker so (laughs) ability to park easily is higher up on my priority list yeah (laughs) right Emma Louise asks would you recommend waiting for the property that ticks all the boxes or buying one that is nearly there and means you can do extensions slash conversions later down the line I think it's important to remember that there's no such thing as a property that ticks all the boxes absolutely not it does not exist exist. (laughs) there's always a compromise and you have to just work out what your priorities are yeah forever be searching like there is no such thing there are things i really dislike about our property and there's things i absolutely love yeah um so definitely i think one that is nearly there yeah because you could look i mean you said you've looked at 20 odd places we've looked at 25 odd places like and obviously so many more are might move looking online and yeah, the perfect property does not exist. Absolutely not. If you watch location, 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 <laughs> like there is always a compromise. There is always a compromise. And in a way, it's good to watch those types of programs to make yourself like a, awake to that. Because mm. I've definitely, I've definitely like struggled with that. We all struggle with that. You're like, oh, wouldn't, this would be perfect if it just had X or if it just had Y. Or if we could just go a little bit higher with the budget, we could get this. But there would always, always, always be something that wasn't being ticked off. But Lily's right, you just have to work out what that is. There's always something that can there's always something that is a lower priority. Like, and what is that lowest priority? Is it the car parking space? Is it that the square footage just isn't there right now, but you could do an extension into the roof, or you could go out the back, or the garden is east facing instead of west facing. Like, there's always going to be something that's you're a bit like, oh, that's not perfect, but everything else is. And I, I love that so much that I can let that one, one or two or three, whatever, five, whatever it is, I can let those things go. Yeah, definitely. Um, Holly asked, what's your deal breaker when viewing properties? What does a place have to have and what would immediately put you off buying it? Okay, I have two. Yeah. Two like pet peeves with properties. Number one, it had to be bigger than our flat. Our flat was a really good size. Like we love, we loved our flat so much, but we were like, there is no point doing all of this, going through all of this to buy our flat over two floors. Like that just, mm. that just didn't feel like it was worth it for us. We might as well just have stayed in our flat. Um, so for us, we were always looking at square footage and comparing it against our flat and looking for something that was 
was a bit slightly bigger because we were just like otherwise that just doesn't feel like it's worth going to all this hassle and also I love quiet I love quiet (laughs) I don't like noise so anywhere that was like noisy whether it was like a main road or really close to a school or a park or like something like that I just I love quiet I love I want to be able to open up the windows and it be there's gonna be residential noise but not major noise I'd say yeah, I've put main road as well, like oh, being on okay. a main road or like, yeah, right opposite a school where literally every play, every time it's like a lunchtime or something, it's just constant noise there. That would drive me mad. Like, we're, it's not quiet. I'm in London. I'm like surrounded yeah. by a circular. But, You're going to have neighbours. Um, that's fine. But not, like a, not on a main road, on a residential road. Yeah. Um, separate kitchen Ooh, room. Okay. Really, really don't like that. Like for me, I want to be in the kitchen and be able to talk to people. Yeah. So I don't like it when a kitchen is in like a totally separate room. So that was quite important for me. Oh. That's why. I, that's why I put like layout quite high up in the list because I knew that I wanted open plan kitchen, some sort of dining lounge area. Interesting. Uh, garden. Like yeah. was a must have again because moving from a first floor flat like that was the main reason for moving. Yeah. Um. Also, really, really important to me randomly is having a bathroom that was big enough to have a separate bath and shower oh okay. i just was done i was done with standing in the bath to have a shower i hate it i don't know why it really annoys me and this house actually ran like the second bedroom is smaller than all the other houses on the road because previous owners made the bathroom bigger and they took space from the second bedroom oh. so although like that's a bit annoying like that's how we can get a, sec- a separate shower and bathroom and that was something i was like oh great like I like that about this house. This is this is why it's so interesting, and all of these things are so personal to everyone. Because yeah. two of the things that you said there would not be would not be anywhere near on my process. Or I'd say the opposite. Do you would you, if you had just had a shower bath bath join that doesn't bother you? No, that doesn't bother <laughs> me at all. And then what you said about the kitchen, like for me, I I would actively look for a separate kitchen, like a kitchen that you could fit a dining table in or some kind of dining space. Like I like the mm. ability to have people over and have them like sat around whilst we're like cooking and serving. Um, I love the idea of like a kitchen with a dining room like that, like yeah. joined is lovely. But yeah, no, never open plan, never open plan living. Well, I, like, oh, no. I think what we've got now is actually a bit tricky, like forever. I don't mean like the whole thing open plan, but like having a dining space, that's good enough. Yeah. I just don't like it when it's like, you're Just only the, the person cooking like right my parents kitchen like that you can only be the person cooking when you're in the kitchen and right. it all gets a bit squishy yeah this thing is all it's all very very personal and this is why you really have to like look yeah. in your brain and, and focus on what you really want um yeah. so the next section was on renovations and katie asked for both is it worth doing all of the big things at once like lily and moving out or is it better to do things bit by bit like anna did with the flat um, so yeah, when we both renovated, um, when Lily renovated her house, when I renovated the flat, it took us maybe three-ish years, I'd say, to do all of the big things. Even when we moved out, we had that flat for five years. And even when we moved out, there was still things that I would have done. I never put up a gallery wall. I really wanted to put a mirror in the hallway. <laughs> I never did that. There's always things that you never do. I think that's another question that's a bit later on. Like, do you ever finish? The answer is no. There's there's always things that you want to change or tweak or do. Um, but for us, it just made sense financially to do it bit by bit. We did the kitchen before we actually moved in. Um, and then everything else was kind of done like our bathroom we did three years after we moved in. And it was just a funds thing. It just, that's, we went full whack on our deposit and all that kind of stuff, like financially just to get the flat that we didn't really have much left over to do renovations quickly. So it was just like, we had to save up and earn the money to do that. So I think, again, it's like a very personal thing. 
I think it completely depends on the situation you're yeah. in. Yeah, we bought somewhere for less than we had yeah. so that we could then spend money on doing it up. Like that's what ended up working out for us. And we had the option of living at my parents' house. We didn't have any kids. And yeah, like I think it ended up being four months, our entire renovation, and it wouldn't have been that quick if we were living here. Like it's so much easier for the builders when you're redoing electrics. It's so, so much mess, so much dust. It was just... We couldn't have lived there. We would have had to like board up the bottom of the stairs. I don't really know how we would have done it. So I think if the option's there, yeah, like so much easier to just do it all in once, move out. But there were also properties we looked at where we would have had to do it over time. And that's also doable. You just work with what you've got. Like it can all be done. Yeah, it's what works with you and your finances. If you get somewhere that's below your budget, 100%, like go for it. (laughs) Do it all in one go, get it done. But if you're going top whack of your budget and it's gonna be more of like a steady, a slow and steady thing, 100% that works too. Like we put up with some really quite grim mold in our bathroom for three years. These things that you think will really bother you, that's one thing I would say, is when we moved in, I was like, oh my God, this bathroom is actually disgusting. And I was, I thought it was so hideous. And I was like, this is horrible. Like this gives me the, this gives me the creeps honestly after living there for about six months i was in that bath i was having a nightly bath i was having a great time it these things which you think will really irritate you just become very normal and mundane and every day and you just get used to it and then i was like oh yeah. I'm quite i quite like this bath now <laughs> yeah um claudia asks and this is a question for me thank you um is your new place going to be a big renovation project like lily's or is it more together and how you'd like it if it's going to be a project, would you be able to give us a little overview of your plans and would you vlog the process? So big disclaimer here, big disclaimer. This is not our home yet. Hopefully will be. Um, as I mentioned, it's kind of in the middle. It's like a bit of, it's very movable, but it is an older property and it needs some serious maintenance and TLC. Probably the really boring stuff, like the non fun Instagram stuff. Like it needs damp proof course. You know what I mean? Like that is boring. <laughs> it's really boring, quite unsexy, renovation-y type things that it needs before we can get to the fun stuff. So I'd say it's going to be quite slow and steady over many years. Um, but we just, we love the feel and we love the space and we just felt like this is our future home. Like it, it just feels really right. In terms of vlogging, hell yeah. I've really... We didn't actually do any real vlogging of the process last time that we moved. I just sort of moved. One day I was like, and this is our new flat where we live. And people were like, whoa, wait, what? You've moved? We ran it when we did the um, the hallway and bathroom renovation. I was into a bit more like vlogging by that point. So I vlogged that. Um, but I went back to be like, oh, how did I announce that I moved last time? And I was like, oh, I didn't. <laughs> but I think now it's five years down the line, 100%. I think it's really interesting. It's fun to look back on from a content creator point of view. Um, and also there's not a lot of content like that on YouTube. Um, I've Trust me, I've looked for it. Um, so very happy to add to that pool. I was going to say also the property that hopefully you'll get, like it's been a home, like a family yeah. home. So it's not like, like our place the people who owned it lived in Spain and they'd rented it out for years and the people who were living here hadn't looked after it at all. So it was like a complete state. It's yeah. like, even though there's bits you need to do, like it, it's got like a loving, homely yeah. feel to it. Exactly. So that's really nice. Yeah, it, it's got a nice vibe and I really, out of everything that we saw, it really works well for work and our setup in terms of we can move in and make stuff work and then it can be that slow kind of process instead of some of these places that we saw were like 
we move in, we live in one room and everything gets ripped out immediately. So it'll be mm. nice to have that slow and steady. I think it'll work really well. I'm so excited. Fingers crossed. Jordan asks, how do you cope with not having everything perfect right away and moving to a new place at the end of the year and have Pinterest style dreams, but an Ikea budget? And as a perfectionist, I'm finding it quite difficult to define essentials. Do you buy pieces gradually over time or do you focus on room by room, etc.? Can I just say, you have to all realize that the internet is a lie. Like, just don't <laughs> believe everything you see on Instagram because I get sucked into it too. And it's yeah. just, even the way I show things sometimes, I think, wow, this isn't actually what it is really like behind the scenes. When really it's like mess and actually is like one corner of your room that looks nice. Yeah. Um, from from someone who moved into somewhere that was again like actually quite like Lily's house that she bought in terms of it was rented out before. So it just didn't have the love put into it. Um, that was with the flat at. Um, honestly, these things that you think will irritate you really start to wear off. After Give it a couple of months and things that you thought you couldn't live with, you just sort of do because you have to make do. Um, I found doing a place room by room in a way felt really nice and focusing on places that you're going to spend the most time in. So for me, it felt quite important for us to get the bedroom looking good. You know, that's, how we, that's where you sleep, like getting some nice new bedding or, you know, just a few little luxuries like that and then rooms that we didn't use as often or like you know the office that could wait a little bit um so if there's if there if there are really high traffic areas I would focus on those first if your budget allows I would agree because when we moved in we did all the big renovations and then it was like a bit of a case of right we need to get these rooms ready blank canvases so I'll paint that in ammonite ammonite and I'll paint that in setting plaster and then well, then I got pregnant, it complicates things. But then I had like a long period of time where it was like everything felt really half done. And it wasn't until I got Rebecca Wakefield in to help me kind of just finish off my bedroom. Like I had the starter, I had the nice cupboards, I had the nice paint, had the nice lights. But until this finishing touches had gone on, it didn't feel like a lovely room. Yeah. So and it has made such a difference since doing that. So yeah, I would say try and focus. And I still I still have to do that for the rest of the house, but I would say focus room by room. Because then yeah. at least you have those nice little pockets of spaces to enjoy. Yeah, exactly. And when you've got the kitchen just full of dust and work people in there and you just want somewhere to escape to and you if you can escape to your bedroom and that feels 90% there that's such a nice feeling and it gives you real encouragement I think for the rest of the place because you're like oh look at this really nice room that we've created everywhere else will eventually get there you just got to trust in the process also in terms of IKEA budgets like IKEA, IKEA do some great stuff and there's some really good IKEA hacks and you don't have to spend a lot of money to get nice home stuff at all like H&M home is brilliant oh. and yeah I don't like spending a fortune on home stuff so it's definitely doable Urban Outfitters Home as well is like a good one to check out online mm. yeah and I was going to say it as well Ikea hacks are amazing go on Pinterest yeah switch switch your Pinterest board from like dream home inspiration of all these like architectural digest photos yeah. to Ikea hacks you'll have a great time um so the next section is style in interiors and Kaylee asked how do you know what your style is? I feel like sometimes I'm very influenced by what's in style, what I see on Pinterest, Instagram, for example. I used to love black metals, dark woods, and now I feel like I love soft colors, rattan, very neutral, etc. I really wonder how you choose what style you want to incorporate into your home. I totally feel this. Me too. I'm the same. I think everyone is the same. I think it's hard not to get swayed by trends. Um, I would say with the high investment pieces go for classic yeah. and it may feel like a boring decision but then at least with the easier things like 
curtains you can change and prints and yeah because otherwise yeah you just feel like you're constantly changing your mind on things yeah i'm totally the same i totally i feel exactly the same here and i do wonder if the new place will have slightly different vibe to the old place because like five years have passed like Mm. maybe five six years so that's that's like a lot has changed and also we didn't that was our first home that was the first time we ever purchased furniture together ever painted a room together i wonder if things will have changed slightly and like evolved moved on um yeah i agree with lily big ticket items your sofa your bed furniture um you know like dining room furniture wardrobes that kind of thing the really expensive pieces of furniture keep it kind of plain and simple or just to your taste like whatever has been your forever constant taste like through all of this there will there will still be constants in what you mm. enjoy and what you like try and pinpoint those and like you said go for a bit of a boring purchase with those because you can always get new soft furnishings like yeah. or, you can paint a kitchen but yeah. it's quite a big deal to like change the whole that's why we went for like shaker kitchen i was like it's a pretty boring choice but it goes with the style of the property and it's yeah. a classic it will always stay if anything you might just change the color of it but go for like the classics yeah and add add color and texture and those more trend pieces in little tiny things you can buy at h&m home instead of or instant or etsy or independent sellers wherever it is that you want to buy stuff from focus Mm. more on adding those touches with the prints and the rugs and things that are easier to change Mm. it's a hard one though i feel exactly the same me too Alice asks, how do you give spare rooms life and love in the short term when you have a longer term vision for it? E.g. the room where Lily records the podcast that will eventually be Gray's room. Oh my oh, God. Lily, I mean, get, you're, asking questions. <laughs> you're asking questions I don't know the answer to. I, I'm looking for the answer. Um, I don't even know if this will be Gray's room. I keep like we keep saying like if we were to do the loft, we'd go up there and then maybe she'd have my room. And I feel like this room is just getting forgotten about. Like I literally said to Anna before this, I was like, oh, I'm obsessed with this paint color and it's like a kind of greeny, mossy color. And I would love to paint this room that color, but it just feels like the wrong thing to do. Because mm. even though it's just a bit of paint, it's a big deal to paint a room. It takes like a long time. Yeah. And especially if I'm painting it a dark color. When this room isn't going to be my office forever. Yeah. Because we haven't got enough rooms to know that this is going to be an office forever. So it is hard. And I just feel like this room is just so bland to me. And it annoys me every time I come in. So it is really hard to find that kind of... And I want to get like a console table. But then what's the point? Because when this becomes a bedroom, that console table is just going to get waste. Like, it's just a waste. There's nowhere else for it to go. So I really would love to find the answer to this. Do you have any tips for this? I don't know. We didn't have enough rooms at the flat to sort of have these additional rooms that would evolve over time. Um... So I feel it, it's hard. It's like you almost need to know, is it worth the investment? You almost need to mm. do that calculation in your head of like that paint and then the labor of painting it for however many days, does that feel like a worthy investment? And if the answer is no, then the answer is like, you just leave it as it is for now. It's, it's hard. I can't, yeah, I can't imagine what the best thing to do. I was really impressed actually when I came to see your office the other weekend. I was like, I think this looks really nice. Lily, Lily downplays it. Her office actually is really it's it's a really sunny room and it's got beautiful light in it and it I felt think very I need to, calm yeah I think I just need to accept this is this can be my office yeah. like hopefully it can be my office because it's, it's a bit hot for Charles bedroom anyway and just do it and just whatever it was I really nice to just do it yeah yeah thank you that's I've right. got like a nice little corner going on your corner but. I was like Lily this corner is amazing and she's like I put the prints really high to 
make it look really tall in there. And it does. I was like, this looks amazing. <laughs> there you go. She's downplaying it, guys. Oh. It looks lovely. <laughs> Thank you. Rachel asks, I'd love to know what are your thoughts on the pressures to have an Insta-worthy, perfect house versus having a home that feels like a home mess and all, especially once you have kids and all that comes along with that. Hope that makes sense. Lily, I don't know how you're going to. Yeah, I don't know how you're going to deal with this with your house, but I remember... And maybe everyone's different, but because I've got sisters with kids, I remember just every decision I made, I kept having to like ground myself and be like, okay, come on, Lily, let's be real here. Because yeah, I really would love my house to look insta perfect, but every decision we were like, this is our home. I know that my job is to put pictures on the internet, but that is not the priority here. The priority is our home. So when we thought, do you know what would be so cool to have like really cool tiles in the hallway? And then my brain would go, Mm. if our child falls down the stairs do I want them to land on soft wood or do I want them to land on hard tiles okay let's go for wood like I just kept checking myself so even though you guys might see pockets of my house and think wow insta perfect or whatever here are the things that we decided to do that were different to how I would do it if I yeah didn't wasn't thinking like that yeah so tiles in the hallway carpet upstairs in like I would love to have like original wood flooring but my sister's got original wood flooring and it's like splintery and she gets moths and her kids crawl on it and they hurt their knees so I go for carpet which doesn't look great in photos but it's fine a bed that lifts up like on Instagram you see perfect beds with legs and like it looks all great but actually you just need storage so that's what we went for we didn't choose a matte paint even though it looks really cool because you get fingerprints all over it when you have kids and it scratches uh, we went for spotlights because they're just practical, even though they look terrible in photos. Um, and we went for an integrated bath instead of a freestanding bath. Because when your kid's in the bath and they're splashing, you don't want water like flying down the back of the bath. <laughs> so <laughs> these decisions are made. You just have to think about what's really important. And yeah. it's not what your house looks like in a photo. That's just not what's important. And also I think it's the the fallacy of what we were saying earlier, the perfect house doesn't exist. The perfect yeah. home doesn't exist. Like even these places you see online that I'm sure like absolutely amazing. They still probably have a Monica cupboard and they still yeah. probably have like scratches and things that you can't see because the photo's taken like really super far away. Like places have wear and tear guys. Like there might be a, a little stain on the carpet from where someone spilled mm. some beer at a party. Like it's it's just one of those things. Like a house is there to be lived in ultimately. Yeah, yeah exactly. Maddie asks, how do you know when you're done? I feel like I could fix things around our house forever. And how do you decide what to spend money on and where to save and do a DIY? I don't think you are ever done. We had the flat for five years and there was, we could have kept going. Like you you can still keep going. There's always something to do. Some are big, some are small. But I don't know mm. if you agree that it, it's, it's... I don't think you're ending. ever done. And sometimes we just have to think like, is it worth spending money? This probably isn't... I don't know if this is our forever house. It's either a forever house or a 10-year house. Yeah. Um, and it gets to the point where you're like, you don't want to keep spending big money on a property. Like yeah. painting here and there is okay. So you do have to kind of decide that. Um, I just don't think you're ever going to feel done. In terms of like, how do you decide what to spend money on or where to save? For example, kitchen was one of our biggest expenses. Um, and I'm so happy we spent it. But when we went through the quote and the quote said £4,000 for handles. Woohoo! We looked at each other and we're like, we're not going to spend four grand on handles right now. We've just done a big renovation. Um, so that was something we saved on. Like, 
wasn't the best decision our handles are absolutely <laughs> terrible but it's something you can easily change later down the line yeah. like you just have to prioritize like what's really important to do now what could be something that we, we can do later and we could do cheaper yeah I, I think it's like you said you can keep going with these things you can keep plowing money into it but there comes a point where it's not good value anymore for you to do that and it's yeah. not a good investment for you to do that anymore and you need to kind of keep keep your head on in that sense and I think yeah do your bathroom and do your kitchen and you're like your big big things and then try and save on other areas um I would say some things that we did that I would 100% do again if when we move oh my god well it, it I was gonna say it's not if we move is it because I can't live with my parents forever <laughs> <laughs> but things like carpentry oh my word find local tradespeople that have an amazing skill. We really love Caleb from Almond Oak Carpentry. He did our wardrobes and he did such a bloody good job on them. And things like that are worth spending money on. It adds value to your home and yeah. it just looks beautiful. You just cannot DIY to the level that these people who've literally trained all their lives to do something can do so well. And so I think the painting and stuff like that, and you know, doing things with furniture and upcycling furniture, but when it comes to the big the big, big things, we kind of went all out on our kitchen and then probably saved a bit more money on the bathroom. We felt like the kitchen was the priority for us over the bathroom. So got things from Ikea for the bathroom and went to bath store and got some deals on some stuff, you know, that that felt like a lower priority for us. Whereas with our kitchen, we did that when we first moved in with our kind of chunk of money that would save for our deposit. We put that aside and we're like, right, okay, this is going for the kitchen. And we went kind of not all out, there was definitely things I'm sure they could have done us a higher spec kitchen, but that for us felt like a a big priority and where to spend money. So I would personally DIY more of the smaller things, painting, fine, but for those big kind of skilled jobs, get the professionals in because they do such a brilliant job. Mm, I agree. Is that the end? Oh my God. But there were so many other questions. Oh, there were so many good questions. Guys, there were so many questions. I hope we haven't bored you, but there, I, I actually <laughs> said in a video the other day that I filmed, you know, in Mean Girls, when um, Lindsay Lohan's character can't stop talking about Regina George and she's really boring all of her other friends about it. That's what I feel like with houses at the moment. I'm like, no, so, you right really just houses, houses. And I, I feel like everyone else just glazing over <laughs> around me. Yeah. Like, I'm just doing I'm it so excited for you. It's going to be like the next like two, three years, whatever. It's going to be so exciting. Aww. And I can't wait to be your most loyal viewer throughout it all. Thank you, Lily. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you guys so much for listening today. Um, please don't forget to rate, review and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast app you use. Yes, and join the At Home With Facebook group to join in the conversation and sending your questions for upcoming episodes, including next week's. Um, and you can also find Lily at Lily Pebbles Online at me at the Anna Edit on all social media. Thank you to our producer and editor, Joel Grove, and tune in next Thursday for a new episode. We'll be there. No holidays, no No. secret moving. (laughs) We're back now, guys. (laughs) And happy birthday. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Bye. Bye. (laughs)